0: Hello and welcome to Forward, a podcast all about finding small steps we can take in order to move in the direction of our dreams. I am your host, Lydia Morales. So whether you're running, stumbling, or crawling forward, I am here for you. We're going to figure it out together and do amazing things. Hello everyone and welcome to today's episode on Forward. I am so happy that you are here and I'm so happy because I'm so excited for our next guest. She is TJ Wren who is a former CEO of Massage Lux in Irvine. TJ, thank you so much for being here. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited. You mentioned this is one of your first podcasts that you that you've been on. Yeah, this is my first podcast. So I'm excited to
1: be on and I've only listened to a few. So I'm excited to jump into this world.
0: Yeah, uh, I feel like after this one, we can totally recommend you to other people's podcasts and they'll just grow from there. Sounds good. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit as to what your business and life looks like right now? Just a little overview.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, right now I literally just sold my business. So we are talking just now you get to talk to someone who has um, owned a business and is turning the page into my next chapter in life. I've turned the page a couple of times. Um, I tend to it it seems like now I do things for uh, about 10 to 12 years and then I decide you know, what's next. And this one kind of came organically, which uh, someone found me to want to buy my business. And really, the only reason I don't currently own the business that you formally mentioned is because organically, um, a couple found me and I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. So to run the business remotely was just difficult. Not that I had a lack of passion or love for it. Yeah. So a couple found me um, to buy the business. So we are in, we just transitioned literally this last week. Um, So my current status is unemployed, I guess you could say, um, but also I have lots of other ideas in the in the fire um, of what's next. I'm going to take about three months or so and spend it with my son who's 13. But I am a former uh, CEO of Massage Lux Irvine. um, And I'm excited to tell you a little bit about how that happened and how we got there.
0: Of course, I think it's so wonderful that every couple like every decade or so you're moving on to the next chapter and I think that's really important because so many people sometimes just focus on one thing when there's so much more that they're capable of doing and exploring and I love that you're doing all that so thank you for sharing that well why don't you take us back and let's hear about your journey what inspired you to to go down that route to be a CEO in the first place of a massage a spa Yeah, good question. Um, So my inspiration is, there's a couple of kind of high level
1: answers to that. Um, One is, I discovered that I wanted to be helping others heal through preventative medicine. And but but to go back even further than that, um, is my mother. Um, She is the one right out of high school, I was trying to decide what I wanted to do with my life. So she let me know TJ, you know what, we have a few great nursing programs in the area. I know nursing is is a difficult field, but you know you overall do well in school and you have a heart for people. Um so I think that's probably a path you want to explore. So yeah. I didn't really question it that much. I don't know if I just trusted my mother or how that you know why in my head I, I didn't question it much. I didn't explore many other options. Yeah. I just ex- schools on how I was going to become a nurse. You know, that was my goal. Okay, I'm going to become a nurse. How do I get there? Um, So ultimately, I uh, applied for a few scholarships and got a leadership scholarship where it was half, almost half paid for, which was great, um, and became a nurse, became an RN. So four years later, I was an RN. I ended up being a cardiac nurse. I was a cardiac nurse for 13 years. First, I was a floor nurse, and then I became a travel nurse. I'm not sure if you're familiar with travel nursing, oh. um, but you do contracts. Yeah, so I I did contracts. I did three to six months at a time. I went from Orlando, Florida, was my first job, to Atlanta, Georgia. I was there for about a year. I did two or three assignments there. Then my husband was offered a job at a gaming in the gaming industry over in LA. County. So I, being a nurse can transition very easily um, because nurses have always been needed for decades now. Right. So I decided to get a a travel nurse job in that area. So I've really worked in, I can't count the number of hospitals I've worked in, but through LA County and Orange County, I've worked at probably 20 hospitals being a travel nurse. So I was eight years in LA County and then eight years, uh, or actually because I was 13 years nurse, about five years in um, Orange County as a nurse. Mm-hmm. So I've nursed all over the LA and Orange County area. So that was my original, like helping people, right? Yeah. So now let's go into where we are now, or where, how I got to be a CEO of a massage establishment. Mm-hmm. So what happened there was I, I had had a baby. My baby was t- about two years old, two 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 and a half years old. Yeah. And I wanted something new in my life. I, I loved my patients. I loved what I was doing, but I, I was tired of telling them what they should have done um, or what they could have done, whether it was in nutrition or exercise or technically now massage, right. As I dug into what I wanted to do, I was talking with a friend at a bar um, and said, Hey, I want to do something different. You know, what are you doing these days? And we kind of got in one of those back and forth conversations, somebody I trusted, um, wanted their advice and and she told me her name's Rona she told me TJ you love massage you talk about massage you're an advocate for massage for yourself you even tell me you tell your patients about massage and how they can start help preventing their blood pressure from getting high or their diabetes from getting out of control so why don't you look into massage and at the time I was like okay do I want to do hands on massage maybe so I started looking into do I want to physically do massage and and somehow that led me down nutrition because I've always been into nutrition and and how it can help be a preventative medicine thing and how it can technically be medicine. So I was digging into both massage and nutrition and um, decided to go down the road of more massage. Uh, and I digging into it, I said, I don't know that physically that's my thing. I don't know that I have that energy that the massage therapist I use since I was sixteen years years old mm-hmm. have. I don't know that I have that gift and I didn't. I didn't really go down that road, but, but my husband said, Hey, why don't we look into you owning one? Then you can facilitate, facilitate people getting those massages. Mm -hmm. So you are a part of that world, right? And you are doing what you're passionate about, truly passionate about. So I started digging into ways to get into the industry and I had never opened a business. I was a nurse Mm -hmm. and I wanted to find out, you know, Who could help me do this? And I went through a couple of different franchises, and I went through Massage Envy, some of the ones you've heard of, Massage Heights, um, and and landed on Massage Lux primarily because they just seemed a little more high end, and there was none in the area where I wanted to open. Um, So therefore, I decided, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to dig into Massage Lux. I flew out to St. Louis where they're based and learned about their program and how they work. And the next thing I knew, I was a business owner within six months, I had a built out business, I had hired about 12 employees at the time, you know, now I just have, I had 20, I had 20 to 25 on a regular basis. But that's how I got to owning a business. uh, Ultimately.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's incredible. And what I find always find amazing is that we always start on a different path like your mom suggested hey why don't you be a nurse you're like okay let's figure it out and then you're like oh I'm gonna move away from that a little bit and try something new so I always find that so fascinating because we never know where we're gonna end up but you know that the wellness and all of that um you can just tell that that was part of your path you wanted definitely and so you got to owning your own business in six months that is so impressive (laughs) Now, Lydia,
1: I had an interesting experience yesterday. I had an interesting day as I was leaving Irvine to go back to Raleigh, North Carolina. I was in CVS and I, I saw a guy laying on the floor and I was like, oh, I need to help this guy. You know, I'm a nurse. I'm a former nurse. Once a nurse, always a nurse. Right. Yeah. And I stopped to help and the guy had fallen and I did an assessment of him and I I'm a cardiac nurse, right? So I asked him a lot of questions, you know, when was the last time you ate? I was checking to see if his sugar was off. I asked him about blood pressure issues, um, his health history, all of these things. Um, and ultimately he's had a history of a stroke. So I didn't diagnose him of course, cause I don't have an MRI MRI machine or CT scan machine in my pocket. But of course I gave him advice, Hey, we need to get you to you know, an urgent care, or something to see if that's what happened to you. I think you're stable at this point. So that was one experience yesterday. Um, and that went, that went well. Um, they were super glad I was there. Then on the plane, on the way back, yeah. something else happened. No. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like the universe um, is pointing me back toward nursing, which is interesting. So I, there was a call over the intercom that, if there's a nurse or a doctor on the plane, can you please let yourself be known? So I let myself be known Mm -hmm. Went up, they found me and they went up, took me up to the front and, and that guy was just pale. Um, and I, I could tell he needed to be assessed again, you know, it's an assessment process with a nurse or a doctor. Um, and I assessed him and he ultimately I think was, dehydrated and was having a panic attack because he didn't have certain history. He was younger. I did a blood pressure check. I did all the things a nurse would do because they happen to have the, thank goodness they have the ability to give me a stethoscope and things of that nature. So that is an interesting part of my day yesterday that I wanted to share with you just to say, you know, I don't know what my next path is, but I feel like the universe may be pointing me back toward nursing um, and still in the healthcare industry, which is, is something you were just saying? It sounds like that's my path.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. And how crazy is that? Two two things in one day. As you're leaving the CEO position,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that is. It was interesting. I mean, they were very lucky to have you there at the CVS and the plane for one. Mm-hmm. You know. Wow. I looked at the person sitting next to me on the plane. I was like, "This has been an interesting day," <laughs> Um
1: and she didn't really know why, but. I knew why.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh my god, <laughs> wow! No, thank you so much for sharing that. That's really yeah. cool. So, I'm interested to like further down the line interview you again. Be like, so, DJ, what was it that you, you? Yeah, I, that that'd be great. Absolutely. Yeah, and you could say, hey, refer back to
1: December nineteenth because we're gonna follow up on that.
0: <laughs> no, that that is really cool, and I wanted to go back to something you you mentioned earlier, because, you know, you were an RN. But I remember when we talked a while ago, you were saying, um, you know, I got tired of telling people what they could have done, you know, when it was too late. I know you mentioned too, as a cardiac nurse, you know, you you were tired of seeing people like dying on your table. Can you- yeah, I
1: can expand on that a little bit. Um, so I, I know a lot about nutrition and what we can do to our bodies. Mm-hmm. In, in a different way. And I, I, that is something I will be exploring even more in the future. I just hated giving people medicine when I felt like they could have eaten better or exercised better or did massage on a regular basis. That, that all is all inclusive for me and your overall health. Um, Cause I know I don't feel good when I don't work out on a regular, I'll go a week or two and not work out. And I, I can tell the difference, right? And I use myself as a guinea pig many times, whether it was in nursing school or currently. So I do did want to have the the ability to talk to people beforehand or give them an opportunity to do that massage, whether I could talk to them about it or not. I wanted to hire people that were that passionate. So every time I hired somebody that was in my mind, it was very important to me to hire people that knew what they were doing and are passionate about what they're doing. Um, that was a learning curve. I definitely had to learn that through the last 10 years. We were open a full 10 years. We opened in 2012 and we closed and or not closed, but I sold in 2022. So during that whole process, that's what I had in mind is how am I gonna help these people prevent you know, getting worse? And if I, I somehow didn't have a good massage therapist, I would find a way to guide them into something else or tell them they needed more practice in their field before we could hire them because it just didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, I did learn to have to let people go. And that's a hard decision. That's not an easy decision for anyone to let someone go because based on the feedback I was getting from my clients. So
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: a whole nother thing, but it, it is part of making sure that I'm doing my passion and moving forward with my passion which is preventative health and it still is my passion so even though I sold a business it's still my passion to do
0: preventative health no of course and you know we'll we'll see what the next adventure is but I'm really glad you touched up on some of the um The learning curve you also had to do because, you know, you went from a nurse to owning a business for 10 years. I mean, you've had clients just giving you incredible feedback too. you know, how you run the place. They all love you. So, you know, you know that you did an amazing job at at this thing that you jumped in, which is so courageous at the same time. Yeah. And if people are listening to this podcast
1: that do get massages, please give feedback. And it can be constructive, right? You can give constructive feedback. You don't have to say, oh, my gosh, they were horrible. Mm -hmm. usually most places have a a five or six page, not page five or six questionnaire. And it's, it shouldn't take you more than five minutes, Mm -hmm. um, five or six questions, you can, you can say on there what you liked and what you didn't like, and it can be constructively given to that therapist. So I think that's super important for anyone that goes into any massage establishment um, to give feedback, because it will ultimately help the next person.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. I love that. And I love that. That's available for you were saying for all spas. It's good to know because I don't think people really know that. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't know if all spas have it, but mm-hmm. but they will at the very least um, write it down yourself. Even if they don't have their own form, maybe they haven't discovered that form right um, or found a, a way of Uh, because everyone has their learning curve, as we said, Mm -hmm. Um, maybe there's a brand new owner and they don't know. I know the owner that I just passed on to does know where it is because we had had a comment from from a customer, thank goodness, while we were training, while I was training her into her transition um, Mm -hmm. so that I could show her where that form is. So it is important, even if you have to write it down yourself, to go ahead and write it down. And hopefully it gets into the right hands and it can be constructively given to that therapist.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's really awesome. And since we were talking about some challenges already, what were things you weren't expecting from this whole journey?
1: From the journey from being a nurse to being a business owner, mm-hmm. I did not expect it to be as stressful. Mm-hmm. I You would think, okay, being a nurse, having someone's life in your hands is is a pretty stressful thing. So, And it is, don't get me wrong, um, but I was trained in that stress. I was trained in what to do. There were protocols. I had, as a nurse, you go into nurse mode and you know what to do you've been every scenario has been shown to you over the last 4 years of schooling i did not have four, 4 years of schooling when i opened a business so that's a huge difference so that learning curve had to be there i believe i've been through things that helped me and i've i've run floors of nursing. So I've, I've managed nurses. I, and when I was in college, I managed a restaurant. So I had a lot under my belt on how to manage people. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did not have anything under my belt on what if somebody tells me they're going to sue me Um, or if it feels that way, even if they aren't going to, if they, they come with these customer service issues that I don't know how to handle. So I, I did have to lean on the professionals, whether it was massage Lux international or corporate office, cause I'm a franchise, or it could have been an attorney or a CPA or just a friend that's been through it before. Like, Hey, I have this situation. Um, can you tell me if you've ever used that or had that scenario in your business? And, and how did that, how did that play out for you? And should I get an attorney at this point? Cause they do cost money. So you want to know, um, from a friend, of course. If your gut ever tells you you need an attorney, you need to go get an attorney. But it was helpful to have friends around me that had owned businesses before.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my! So God. that was the most
1: challenging, really, is just not be not knowing what stressors were going to come my way.
0: Hmm. Yeah, because it was kind of like. The land of the unknown, in a sense, you know, you you got the training from from corporate, they're like, they release you to the world. And you're like, wait, (laughs) I will say my previous
1: experiences helped, Mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, So you're always building off of your previous experiences, in my opinion, like you've been through something before so that you can go on and deal with the next thing. So, so definitely, always remember that whatever you're doing today, you're going to learn from. Uh, and it may be something minor, it may be something huge. But I, I appreciate my friends to help me learn, and and any of the professionals that help you in your business, uh, they're very very valuable, I would say, and they're worth the money. Spend your money on them because it does help in your peace of mind.
0: Yeah, and it's always really good. To- you know, just ask for help. You don't have to figure it all yourself. It's okay. It's always say it's brave to ask for help, because then you're not stuck. You'll get that support and that guidance. I really love that you mentioned friends, that you mentioned all these other people that have helped you on this journey. Because I think a lot of entrepreneurs or people that want to be CEOs will really relate to that too. You know i had to learn that
1: later in life lydia to ask for help so i'm super glad you mentioned that because my husband would tell me that he'd say you need to ask for help you need to get a group that has done these types of things before and i eventually listened it took me a while i think i was just kind of overwhelmed being a new business owner to not know the value of that of asking for help so bringing that up is extremely important And I will take that on to whatever I do next. That is a huge lesson I learned is it's okay to ask for help. I was, I've been so independent my whole entire life that I thought I, not that I thought I knew it all per se, that's not exactly it. It's, it's that I didn't want to burden others. And I felt like I should be able to figure it out. I should be smart enough to be able to figure this out, but I'm not the expert at everything. And I had to realize that yes, you could figure it out, but you don't have time to become an attorney or it'd be a lot easier if you ask others that have already been through this. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what you're doing, I feel like, with your podcast is others have been through this, and maybe you can learn something along the way of how to push yourself forward.
0: Yeah. Oh, so well said, TJ. (laughs) No, thank you for um, expanding on that, because it is really important. And some of us are just really stubborn, and we don't want to ask for help either. So That Uh, is
1: me. That is me. (laughs) I am learning, though. I am
0: learning. Good. It's all part of the journey, part of the growth. (laughs) But expanding more on that, what are some of the core things that you feel have gotten you to where you are now? I will refer to...
1: Well, first, I would say vision boards. I, I'm sure most of your listeners know what a vision board is, but a vision board is something where you can literally put a cork board in your room and cut out pictures of what you envision your next—maybe it's next month or next year, or maybe it's a maybe it's a simple goal of just getting healthier, um, or it could be a, a goal of. Building a business, or I want to buy a puppy. How do I get there? How do I get the funds? It could be as, as simple or as big as you want it to be. But I would say a vision board is a good start. Um, I used to do those, and I'm going to go back to doing those now that I'm in a transition stage. So I would say start with a vision board, and and then also allow that vision board to change. It's okay that that vision board changes with with you talking to others or listening to yourself. As I mentioned, I talked to a friend, my vision board then changed. I was going down a path of nutrition and it did change and that's okay. It's okay for things to change. As long as you've given it, you know, that, that feeling and that thought in your heart, then you can feel comfortable with, okay, let's take that nutrition picture down let's put that massage picture up on that board because that's really now that you've really thought things through and in your ultimate goal is preventative health which was what mine was that vision board changed and it's okay for it to change now you don't have to physically do this but i do recommend that that's what you do is
0: do an actual vision board Mm -hmm. oh that's such wonderful advice i love that i love that so much (laughs) i didn't know you did that (laughs) It's just a wonderful reminder of of where we want to go and a reminder of of what we really want to achieve and do. So I I love that advice. And I think with the new year coming up, I think it's a wonderful opportunity for us to just sit down and be like, okay, what do I want for this year? So I love that you brought that up. Thank you, TJ. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I I wasn't expecting to bring that up. But now that you asked that question, um, it really is reminding me to do my own vision board again, which is great. I'm I'm excited about my vision board now. Thanks, Lydia.
0: (laughs) And going on on this, um, do you have any habits or rituals that, you know, keep your mindset on track and to keep you moving forward? Uh, Now that we've talked about the vision board, that's going to be on that list. Mm -hmm. But I also want to say I
1: try to look at today first. So it's important to have a, a long-term plan and a long-term vision maybe but what am I going to do today right uh today I'm going to rest because I was in Irvine California for the last 10 days training and today I do need that rest right um and that will help me go forward I'm going to lay with my dog who's literally at the feet of my bed right now as we Aww. speak and I'm going to I'm going to spend the day with my son and I'm going to look at today um, and And today might be a really hard work day for some people or today might be a rest day or today might be a focus on your health day. But I feel like I, I'm pretty good at, at balancing now that I'm in my 40s um, of trying to balance it all. Right. So, OK, today I need a rest day and then tomorrow I will I will do X, Y and Z. So first start with today. And then I want to go back to talking to friends, to be honest. Um, for me. It works for me, right? You might not have those friends around you and and I hope you can find those friends or family that help you talk through things Um, because I have learned to let others help me. So I'm going to use that going forward because it has, even though I don't ask for help very often, the times that I have have been huge. So I'm going to build off of that. um, and, And I would say that's what will get me through the next stages of moving forward and seeing what the next months and years unfold because I have a lot of them ahead of me
0: oh yeah and I think that's really important what you just said you know to look at today as well and allowing yourself that rest because so many times we feel like we have to be in that hustle culture like we always have to be working we always have to be busy we can't allow ourselves that time to rest because then we're seen as lazy um You know, some of us wear that busy beat badge of honor and the fact that you touch that, you know, it's okay to rest and that you by now know, okay, today I need to rest. And then, you know, you know, the days where you can go out and, and do your thing. So I think that's really good that you touched on that because more people need to listen to that advice. Take time for yourself too. Absolutely. What do you tend to do when you begin to feel stuck in business or in life? And I don't, I don't want to say I don't get stuck, but I think I'm the type of person that is
1: always thinking. And so I have to be mindful of resting. So I I don't want to say I don't get stuck, but I would say if anything, I would, I keep coming back to talking to others. And I think because that that's what I've learned so much over the last few years is, is talking to others, whether it's your mom or your family or your your siblings or, or your friends. I have, because I was a travel nurse, my friends are kind of my family because I I traveled a lot as a nurse. And I, I, my literally 3000 plus miles away were, were my family and my sisters who, who I'm very close with, but it wasn't, we we're not phone talkers. So I needed people that were around me and I was in my late twenties, early thirties when I was going through my, my transition from being a nurse. So I did have those, those friends that I hung out with on a regular. Um, so I think if, if I would say anything when I get stuck, mm-hmm. the best things I've done have been talking to friends and talking to others and finding those experts um, ultimately, even if they're not my friends, and mm-hmm. asking for that help. I know we've already touched on that, but I think it's important and, and that if you are stuck that you go down that road.
0: Mm-hmm. No, and I love that you brought it back up again because sometimes, um when we feel stuck that we kind of seclude ourselves even more because we're trying to figure it out ourselves and then we can't tell the difference between where we are and you know what we want to do. There's no clarity. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really great advice to go and talk, you know, vent to someone and see, you know what their thoughts are on it because even sometimes just talking or venting, you kind of figure it out too. And along with that support from, you know, your friends, loved ones or experts, you know, you, you'll figure out a way to to get unstuck or to get more clarity in what you really want to do. And I think that's really important. And then so, TJ, what advice do you have for those that want to follow along in your footsteps? Right. I know that's been
1: said a million times and that, you know, you'll never work a day in your life if you're passionate about what you do. I don't know that I fully accept those words exactly but I do fully accept do what you're passionate about because I do feel like I've worked Mm -hmm. though I've also been passionate about what I've been doing as a nurse I I felt the days um, so I don't fully embrace that you're not going to work but I do fully embrace the fact that if you're passionate you're going to feel good about it and you're going to feel good about leaving your day um, because I always felt rewarded as a nurse Mm-hmm. Uh, even on the crazy days. So I felt that passion and that reward. And then even on the crazy days when I, things were crazy at the spa mm-hmm. and maybe I had a couple of customers that had more complaints than usual. Most people are super excited to get a massage. I'm very happy. But you do have those days where they don't like your policies or um, they didn't like their massage. And it seems to all happen on one day. Um, it, it was okay because I knew what we were ultimately doing is giving that preventative help that my passion was behind. So I would say my advice is find something you're passionate about. Um, yes, it may take work to get there, but find it and and, and then go all in ultimately.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, I love that so much because it really is true. At least, you know, like you said, you are going to work regardless of of what it is you want to do, but that passion is behind that drive. It just makes it, like you said, fulfilling, it it feels rewarding to be doing what what you're passionate about. So I really love that that's something that you mentioned, because it really is a driving factor. And I don't think enough people are doing what they're passionate about. And I think that that's something that we all got to look more into and be more intentional about. So thank you so much for bringing that up. And TJ, where can people go to find, find out more about you? Yeah, so I I'm
1: not on the grid a whole lot. My business was, um, so I I wouldn't say, hey, follow me on, on this or that, um, quite yet. I, you can certainly. I have employees that I absolutely adore, and I want you to go to Massage Lux in Irvine if you're in that area specifically, um, and and definitely give them business because they're they are, thriving after covid and I want to make sure that that continues because anytime I leave a place I want to leave it the best I can I did that with nursing I did that with the restaurant I managed in college it's I could be asked back right or I could be part of that group again hopefully or I feel I can at least because I feel like I've done all I can do so you can't really follow me on anything because I'm my I'm on Facebook I'm on Instagram but I don't post very often at this point now that could change. So, we'll see. I plan to volunteer in the short term. There's some volunteering I've already done, um, and I'll probably put a little more energy into that. I was with Team Rubicon. So, honestly, I would like to promote Team Rubicon. So, I came out of a uh, nursing retirement during the pandemic um, and gave shots because they were taking everyone, whether you, as long as you ultimately had the ability to give a shot and you had a license, they would let you come out, right? So, Team Rubicon. Facilitated part of that. There were many groups that did, but Team Rubicon ultimately what they do is they do disaster relief, and they consider this part of being part of a disaster relief. So if a hurricane comes through, they will come in and help take out all the rubble so that Habitat for Humanity can come in and build a new house on that area, right? So somebody's got to take out the trash, um, and that's what they do. So I may jump on board with them because they do a lot in the southeast where I live, um, or I may give shots again. Um, I may go into the nursing field again. I'm not exactly sure. I don't have it all nailed down. So as far as following me, there's nowhere to follow me, but you can go and I donate to Team Rubicon. Um and I also donate my time. So and then there's a there's another local group here, but it's more local. Team Rubicon's more national. So that's something that I would throw out there for now.
0: Okay. No, that's awesome. You're like support these people.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I would I can throw something out there for me, but it's not really something that will help anyone at this point. And I do like to help others. So, so right now following me is not really going to help anyone else.
0: Yeah. Don't worry. You're good. That's awesome. Awesome suggestions. And like I said, later on, when I interview you again, maybe you'll have something for people to follow. So it's, it's all possible. <laughs> we'll see. Yes. Very, po- very possible. Yeah. Oh, well, TJ, this has been an incredible interview. Thank you so much for your time. And I think everyone's just going to love listening to your episode and all that all that you brought in, you know, to the conversation. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I had fun. I didn't realize I was going to have fun. And oh, good. <laughs> good. And to the listeners, thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have a lovely day. Today's episode was sponsored by my Create Daily Joy course on Udemy, where you can learn how to put yourself first and find the path to a happier you. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you know where the next one airs and feel free to tell a friend about it as well. Thank you so much and have a lovely day.